Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast where we help you navigate the complexities of the human mind. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're thrilled to embark on a journey through the intricate networks of the human brain. Our mission is to unravel the mysteries of a fascinating new paper titled Optimal Navigability of Weighted Human Brain Connectomes in Physical Space. Connectomes, for those of you who might not know, are intricate maps of neural connections in the brain, showing us how different regions are wired together. These networks are not random. They've been finely tuned through evolution to make our brain's communication vastly efficient. That's right. And when we talk about efficiency, we mean the brain's ability to respond swiftly to a multitude of external and internal stimuli, all thanks to these neural networks. But understanding these complex maps can be quite daunting. That's why, through today's episode, we'll ease you into this topic and make it as intuitive as brushing your teeth. So sit back or keep jogging or continue your drive, and let's dive deep into the human brain's extraordinary navigational capabilities. Are you tired of the same old, boring backyard critters? Do your squirrels lack sophistication and a certain Victorian flair? Well, gear up for excitement with squirrely steam gears and gadgets. Where high society meets high-flying squirrels. Introducing the Nutty Nimbus 3000, a steam-powered jetpack for the discerning squirrel. Watch in awe as they soar with a top hat on their head and a monocle on their eye. Equipped with a walnut dashboard and pistachio pressure gauges. It's not just nuts, it's sheer elegance. But wait, order now and we'll throw in a brass-fitted acorn launcher. Because why should squirrels forage when they can blast acorns into orbit? Haha, <laughs> yeah! Disclaimer, squirrely steam gears and gadgets is not responsible for spontaneous squirrel tea parties in your backyard. Call now and elevate your squirrel's status. Squirrely steam gears and gadgets, where steampunk meets squirrel funk. Welcome to today's episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving deep into the realm of medical imaging, specifically focusing on a fascinating topic merging biophysics simulation with the cutting-edge field of deep learning. That's right, Tom. We're unpacking the paper titled Multi-Delay Arterial Spin-Labeled Perfusion Estimation with Biophysics Simulation and Deep Learning. This study stands at the crossroads of neuroscience, radiology, and artificial intelligence, and it's nothing short of groundbreaking. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's establish the significance of this paper in its field. Arterial spin-labeling, or ASL, is a non-invasive MRI technique that measures blood flow to the brain. However, traditional methods have limitations, especially in complex vascular structures like the brain. This study aims to improve the perfusion estimation from ASL images using deep learning, which is monumental because it can lead to better diagnosis and understanding of cerebral diseases without the need for contrast agents that can have side effects. To understand the research, it's important to know the key concepts involved. So Jen, why don't you break down ASL and deep learning for us? Absolutely, Tom. ASL is essentially tagging protons in blood water with radiofrequency pulses, allowing us to track the flow as it moves through the brain. When we talk about estimating perfusion, we're measuring how well blood flows through the brain's vascular network. Deep learning, on the other hand, is a subset 
of machine learning where artificial neural networks learn from a large amount of data. Think of it as teaching a computer to recognize patterns the way a human brain does. With that context in mind, let's delve into the core of this paper. The research team developed a 3D UNet deep learning network, which they call QTMNet, to estimate perfusion from tracer propagation images in the brain. They trained this network with synthetic data, which is key. This data was created using something called Constrained Constructive Optimization, or CCO, to mimic the vasculature of the brain. The results were truly impressive. QTMNet outperformed the conventional models, accurately reconstructing perfusion and reducing the relative error significantly. This leads us to the implications and applications. The impact here is huge. If QTMNet can more accurately map cerebral blood flow, it can improve our understanding of various neurological conditions and potentially enhance patient care. Absolutely. Better perfusion estimation could lead to earlier detection of diseases, better monitoring of treatment efficacy, and even aid in surgical planning. Wrapping up, the paper has shown that deep learning can be a powerful tool in medical imaging, particularly in perfusion estimation from ASL MRI images. In conclusion, we've seen how an intricate blend of biophysics, simulations, and deep learning can push the frontiers of medical diagnostics. It's a testament to the power of interdisciplinary research and innovation. And honestly, Tom, it's just thrilling to see what this could mean for the future of medicine. Have you ever dreamed of zipping past that morning gridlock with just the tip of your hat? With JetCap Innovations, your mundane morning commute turns into a rocket-fueled joyride. Slip on the Skytopper 3000 and kiss those pesky traffic jams goodbye. Birds will envy you, clouds will be your new pit stop, and even the sun will wink at you saying, nice cap, human. Disclaimer alert. JetCap Innovations isn't liable for tickling any stratospheric ostriches or if you accidentally become a constellation. After all, why walk when your headwear can take off? Just remember, altimeter, parachute, and a giggle in your heart not included. JetCap Innovations, where your headwear takes off. Let your scalp feel the breeze at jetcap-innovations.com. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast, where we're diving deep into an intriguing new study that's turning heads in the scientific community. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. In this episode, we're talking about microbial communities, specifically the gut microbiota, and how a new paper is shedding light on their growth rate distributions. The paper titled, Growth Rate Distributions of Gut Microbiota Time Series, Neutral Models and Temporal Dependence by Brigadi and Azale has brought some fascinating concepts to the table. Absolutely, Tom. To give our listeners some context, this paper is quite significant as it provides a statistical model that can describe the population dynamics of microbiota. That's right. And to ensure everyone's on the same page, let's break down the key concepts and some background on this subject. The gut microbiota consists of a complex community of microorganisms living in our digestive tracts. Recent technologies and sequencing have allowed for a closer and more detailed look at how these communities change over time. And one of the main challenges has been to analyze population dynamics to understand what governs these changes. In particular, this paper looks at the logarithmic growth rates of these populations, essentially the rate at which they grow or shrink, log transformed for better statistical properties. 
they've used a neutral model, which considers the idea that all microbial species have an equal chance of reproducing and dying, essentially treating them as if they are ecologically equivalent. Right. The model used in the paper is based on the assumption that demographic noise, basically random fluctuations in population growth, is a key driver in the growth rate of these species. This neutral model is put to the test against a logistic model, which includes environmental factors as well. The paper argues that the neutral model with demographic noise trumps the logistic model when it comes to describing the leptocurtic log growth distributions they found in their data. Leptocurtic meaning that the distribution of the growth rates has heavier tails compared to a normal distribution, suggesting extreme values are more likely than in a Gaussian distribution. Now, let's delve into the core of the research paper, and it's a dense one, folks. The paper's objectives, methodology, and key findings are quite detailed. The researchers thoroughly examined the log growth rate distributions of various gut microbiota samples collected from human volunteers. They used mathematical and computational techniques to analyze this data. Their findings are intriguing. They found that the log growth rate distribution can be predicted by their neutral model and that the shape of this distribution changes with time, but does not become infinite, which is a fascinating finding in itself. In the implications and applications part, the potential impact of this research is vast. It suggests that the changes we see in the gut microbiota over time could be largely due to random demographic changes rather than differences in species or environmental interactions. Now for the conclusion. These findings have broad implications for how we view the populations of gut microbiota. And personally, it makes me reflect on the intricacies and complexities of life at such a microscopic level. And it's precisely this sort of research that can have implications not just in science, Jen, but potentially in healthcare, diet, and understanding various diseases. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed this informative journey through one of the latest groundbreaking studies in microbial population dynamics. Join us next time for more insights and discussions on the cutting edge of scientific research. Do you ever feel like your life is just too predictable? Absolutely, Tom. Sometimes you just need a little bit of chaos to spice things up. Well, have we got the perfect thing for you. It's Chaos Mash Inc. presenting their latest insanity in a box. Press for pandemonium. At the touch of a button, prepare to be thrust into a whirlwind of whack for a life less lack. Tired of those tranquil Tuesday tea times? Just press the chaos button and boom. You could be sipping your Earl Grey in the middle of a shrieking flash mob reenacting scenes from your favorite musical. Or perhaps you prefer a blizzard. Not of snow, my friend, but of glittering confetti turning your foyer into a fabulous festival. We're talking complete utter, yet delightfully entertaining confusion unleashed at your command. Don't plan the pandemonium. Press it. With Chaos Mash Inc.'s patented Random Havoc algorithm, you'll never know what's coming next. But one thing's for sure. It's going to be uproariously unpredictable. So listeners, if you're ready to break the monotonous mold and inject some unpredictable joy into your life, both, go ahead and mash that chaos button with Chaos Mash Inc. Life's too short for predictability. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Well, as regular as it can be with Chaos Mash Inc. in your corner. (sighs) 
Welcome to another episode of our technology and science-focused podcast, where today we'll be diving into a fascinating research paper that might sound a bit like alphabet soup to the uninitiated. It's all about accelerating ILP solvers for minimum flow decompositions through search space and dimensionality reductions. You got that right, Tom. This might sound highly technical, but stick with us because the implications of this research are quite significant, especially if you're interested in how complex problems can be solved more efficiently using advanced algorithms. Indeed. Minimum flow decomposition, or MFD, is a tough nut to crack. It's a classical problem considered strongly NP-hard, meaning it's one of those problems that, as far as anyone knows, can't be solved efficiently as it scales up. But why do we care about MFD, Tom? Well, it has practical uses in networking, RNA transcript assembly from genomics, and even viral quasi-species reconstruction. Essentially, MFD is about breaking down a flow network into the smallest set of paths possible, which is crucial for simplifying data and reducing computational complexity in these fields. And the authors of this paper, Andreas Grigorjo and team, have honed in on optimizing an existing method for MFD that uses integer linear programming, or ILP for short, which is a mathematical approach to find optimal solutions by solving equations that have, you guessed it, integer variables. Right, Tom. They've taken an ILP model previously developed for directed acyclic graphs, or DAGs, and they've added some clever twists. They've implemented optimizations like reducing the ILP solver's search space by identifying safe solutions that are guaranteed to be part of any optimal solution, thus narrowing down the possibilities the solver has to check. We should probably clarify what DAGs are. Directed acyclic graphs are a type of structure made of nodes and edges where edges have a direction and you can never loop back to a node where you started from. It turns out this kind of model is super relevant for the kinds of problems MFD is applied to. Back to the optimizations the authors introduced, they go beyond the safe paths. They also simplify the input graphs through what's called Y to V graph compaction which is a technique that can shrink down the graph complexity before feeding it to the ILP solver. Let's not forget, Jen, they didn't stop at optimizing for MFD alone. They applied their optimizations to variants of MFD, where elements in the problem may be a bit different, like considering inexact flows or incorporating longer reads for RNA sequencing, adding a bit more flexibility for real-world applications. What's outstanding here is the impact of these innovations. The authors report speedups up to 55 to 90 times on average for the hardest instances and even higher for certain MFD variants. So we're talking about taking a problem that could have taken days to solve and reducing that time down to mere hours or even minutes. Just incredible. Not only that, Jen, but they've also developed another ILP model that reduces dimensionality even further for MFD, where you're limited to certain path weights. This model apparently outperforms previous greedy algorithms commonly used and is faster by an order of magnitude. Now, Tom, as for implications, we're looking at potentially huge strides in computing efficiency and accuracy in fields like bioinformatics and networking, where you can imagine the quantity of data processed is just staggering. And finally, the conclusion the authors come to is not just that they've made significant progress on a notoriously difficult problem, They've also set the stage for how to approach similar challenges in the future and have opened up new possibilities for where these optimizations could be used. 
Discussing something as niche and technical as ILP solvers for MFD has truly been enlightening. It's a testament to how innovations in one specific area of algorithmic theory can cascade into advancements across multiple scientific domains. Absolutely, Jen. Papers like this are a reminder of how interconnected science and technology really are. The advances we see here might one day influence advancements in fields we haven't even considered yet. And that wraps up our deep dive into accelerating ILP solvers for MFD. It's been quite the ride and we hope you found it as exciting as we did. Make sure to tune in next time for more insightful discussions at the intersection of technology, science, and everyday life. Until then, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Keep your curiosity charged and your mind open. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. Have you ever dreamt of playing a saxophone solo that literally outshines the stars? Then you need to get your hands, tentacles, or pseudopods on an AstroJazz Galactic saxophone. Introducing the newest sensation making waves across the Milky Way, the Cosmosax Nebula Elite, where every note you play gets a standing ovation from the cosmos itself. Powered by starlight, this sax is self-tuning. It's like having a little piece of the universe in your hands, guiding you to jazzy perfection. And with the built-in holographic sheet music display, you can project your tunes in a symphony of astral colors that'll make the northern lights look like a dim flashlight. No more worrying about space debris when you're mid-solo. The Nebula Elite comes with an asteroid-resistant carrying case. Plus, keep your galactic groove smooth and silky with our meteorite-infused saxophone care products. Talk about a slick subscription service. So whether you're gigging on a gas giant or riffing in a rocket ship, Astro Jazz Galactic Saxophones Inc. has got you covered because we're all about together blasting your tunes across the universe. Now back to our podcast where the topics are almost as out of this world as an Astro Jazz saxophone. And welcome back to our deep dive series on cutting edge research. This is Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're discussing a fascinating paper out of the Max Planck Institute for Molecular Cell Biology and Genetics titled TOSCA, Topological Skeleton Analysis for Network-Based Shape Representation and Evaluation of Objects from Cells to Death Stars. Quite a title, right, Tom? Absolutely, Jen. This paper addresses a core challenge in fields like biology and physics, understanding how the shape of an object relates to its function. That's right. Classic descriptors, such as sphericity, help assess how closely an object's mass distribution mimics that of a perfect sphere, but they fall short for complex objects. That's where the authors introduce TOSCA. TOSCA is a method that leverages topological skeletons to represent an object's shape asymmetries as networks. Topological skeletons basically simplify the shape into its most fundamental form as a sort of backbone, preserving the object's essential topology. And that's critical because topology here refers to the property that remains unchanged even when the object is stretched or deformed, like a coffee cup transforming into a donut, right? Exactly, Jen. The authors use algorithms like the Lee method to develop these skeletons for digital data sets, which can then be converted into undirected graph networks for further analysis. What's really intriguing is how they've managed to measure absolute spatial features of objects through this method. This enhances classification sensitivity. They can even detect changes in an object's topology by observing the networks over time. Now on to the methodology. 
Tosca approaches complex shapes by creating object profiles for classification without needing parameter fitting or surface rendering. This is a big deal because it effectively removes user bias. And they did this by analyzing the skeletons of various reference shapes and curated 2D segmentations of cell types, right? This allowed them to tease out the relationships between the shape features like elongation and branching and their classification. Absolutely. They even discussed analyzing biological data to observe shape changes dynamically and represented those parsed skeletons as undirected graphs. Oh, and let's not forget capabilities of this analysis in 3D spaces as well, Tom. The authors delve into the complexities added by the third dimension, which I think makes the study even more robust. And it's all about applications, Jen. They use this method on datasets of cell shapes to study the variations in dynamics in their forms over time. The implications could be huge for areas like cell biology and disease research. It's fascinating how they translated their findings into potential real-world examples, tracking things like changes in cancer cell shape, which could lead to advancements in medical imaging and diagnostics. And they didn't stop at the biological. Remember the reference to the Death Star in the title? This method can theoretically be applied to any complex object, whether it's a biological cell or a massive structure in space. That's the beauty of it, Tom. The paper posits that by using network science combined with digital and spatial topologies, Tosca could redefine our approach to understanding object shapes and functions across different scales and disciplines. In wrapping up, Jen, this paper presents a method that goes beyond surface-level shape descriptors and dives into the topology of objects, offering a nuanced and in-depth analysis applicable in various complex scenarios. Tosca thus has the potential to revolutionize how we evaluate shapes from tiny biological cells to colossal cosmic constructs. So there you have it, listeners, shape analysis redefined by network science. What a journey from the tiniest cells to death stars. Thanks for tuning into our in-depth examination of Tosca topological skeleton analysis. Until next time, keep pondering the shapes and structures of the universe around us. And this is Tom, signing off. And Jen, wishing you curiosity and wonder. Goodbye. Grab your space helmets and napkins, folks, because we're about to take a giant leap for sandwich kind. That's right, Tom. Say goodbye to boring, flat, earth-tethered loaves and hello to the stratosphere of flavor with Mooncrust Ink. Imagine biting into a crust so airy, it's like munching on a cloud, harvested straight from the sea of tranquility. And each lunar baguette comes with a free astronaut autograph. Okay, not really, but wouldn't that be cool? From Milky Way wheat to solar sesame, choosing just one is like trying to pick your favorite star in the sky. Need a sandwich that's out of this world? Try it with our crater grain, the only bread that leaves an impact crater on your taste buds. And folks, let's not forget the interstellar garlic bread. It's literally to die for, or at least to repel any vampire aliens. Mooncrust Inc., launching your lunch to new heights. Because if you're going to rocket fuel your day, your sandwich had better be supernova level good. So next time you're hungry, don't just eat. Ascend. With Mooncrust Inc., your sandwich is no longer a snack. It's a space mission. Head on over to mooncrust.com and use the code MOONMUNCH to get a discount on your first order. Your taste buds will thank you, and so will your orbiting olives. Mooncrust Inc., Jen, they've truly baked up something stellar. 
Absolutely, Tom. It's one small step for man, one giant loaf for mankind. Thank you.